Welcome to Behind the Illness with Allie V. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Illness. I am Allie V, of course. Um, I am really excited. We're on episode five of uh, season two, so that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, I am really, really excited about what uh, I'll be talking about today because it is one of my favorite movies. So uh, the past uh, four episodes, I have been talking about books and uh, just reviewing those books that have anything to do with mental health. So, you know, those episodes are, of course, um, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, however you listen to podcasts. And uh, I definitely encourage you to go listen to those. Um, all those those four books are four of my very favorite books. Um, and that's why I want, really wanted to review them. They have everything to do with mental health. Um, and you can learn so much for those, from those books. But uh, we're going to keep up with the, I guess, like media theme. And I'll be um, talking about a movie today called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. And that, um, this movie is, it's difficult um, in some ways. It's got a lot of uh, different themes, but one huge main theme that I'll be talking about. So um, I do want to throw a trigger warning out there. There is um, all kinds of different themes um, that could be triggering so um i definitely want to be respectful and and let let y'all know so um you know we're gonna get into it um if you haven't seen the movie i would maybe not listen to the podcast just yet because the only way for me to review it is for me to kind of give out some spoilers so um definitely go watch it it is on netflix um and it's, it's an awesome movie. It's like top two favorite movies of all time for me. So um, yeah, we're going to get into it. Like I said, go watch it on Netflix. Stop the podcast right now. If you haven't watched it, go watch it on Netflix and then come on back. Hey friends, because this is a mental health podcast, I just want to be super respectful and throw out a trigger warning for this episode. So I'll be talking about a lot of really tough things. And if you ever feel the need to need to turn off the podcast, please do. You have to take care of yourself. There will be no hard feelings. All right, everyone. So we are just going to jump into it. Um, Like I said, this is absolutely one of my favorite movies. So I'm probably a little biased, but I did some research um to make sure that i am passing along this message or however you want to phrase it to just make sure that um you know if if you're listening you're learning about the movie and how really important it could be to portraying mental health in such a important way so when i started doing the research i wanted to do a little bit more research even though i've seen the movie maybe five times already and um i just didn't want to forget anything i wanted to 
really make sure that um, it was something that I could do, um, especially since it's got so much kind of going on with it. And it was, uh, it really wasn't that hard to research, um, just because I know a lot about the movie already. So, um, so basically the, the background is about, uh, or background synopsis, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's about a, a high school freshman named Charlie. Um, he had just lost his best friend the previous uh, year. I don't know if it's been months. Um, I'm not, I don't remember that, but um, at least in the previous year, he had lost his best friend to suicide. Um, and he was really having a hard time with that um, and because he was his only friend as well. But he was having a hard time with that because of just this huge loss in his life. And now he's starting high school and he doesn't have any friends. And, um, you know, he he considers his sister to, to be his friend. And um, he gets along with his parents real well. So he's he's got his family, but he doesn't have any, like, outside friends. So... The movie is based on a book, and in the book, he, he writes to a, a friend. He does it in the movie, too, but he writes to a friend, and it's just his friend. So, um, it never really says, like, any context about that, but um, I think it's more like it was giving him that sense of having a friend. So, it was kind of like a, like a diary-type situation. So, um, but he writes to the friend like throughout the movie and um you know like i said it helps him to feel like he has a friend he doesn't make him feel so alone i guess and um you know so he he writes to his friend he tells this friend um about what's going on and um he's really real with it um especially in the book um it does get a little, I don't want to say graphic, but it gets a, it gets a, it, it kind of reaches over that line <laughs> a little bit more than the movie. Um, but where the book is still really good. I have the book too. I have the movie and the book. And um, so, like I said, okay, so he's going to high school. He's got no friends. He's a freshman. Um, but he, start he's got this english teacher that um he would talk to and uh his english teacher who is paul rudd by the way um like gives him books gives him books to read and then does little essays and it's just because like it's not really for a grade it's just because and so he's got he's got a friend and his english teacher um he meets um two seniors named Patrick and Sam, um, who are step-siblings. I, I feel like I don't want to say too much, but I've already warned y'all, like, don't watch the movie, because it's going to be nothing but spoilers, so. Again, like, if you're still listening and you haven't watched the movie, like, stop right now. <laughs> Go watch it. It's on Netflix. And then you can come back and listen to the rest of the podcast. But anyway, um... But uh, throughout the movie, 
um, you know, Charlie goes through these feelings of just trying to fit in with Patrick and Sam and their group of friends. And um, he starts having like flashbacks and blackouts and uh, lots of anxiety. The, the whole movie is, you, you can tell that he's got pretty bad anxiety and Logan Lerman, the, the actor that played Charlie, just did it perfectly. Um, but uh, he has flashbacks of his aunt um, that passed away in a car accident when she was on the way to get Charlie a gift and be for his birthday. Um, and because she died doing that, he has felt like it was his fault and he was living with that guilt and um really having a hard time with that guilt um and it was um you know it was hard on him it was hard on him so um so the movie's just about him dealing with that is him trying to fit in with his uh, new group of friends, especially with the age difference, because he knows that he's just a freshman, they're senior, so they're going to be going off to college and all that, all that stuff. So he deals with that. He knows it's inevitable, and so he just tries to be with them all the time, I guess, um, as much as he can. It's also just that feeling of not wanting to be lonely anymore but um so there was a point where um he was like ostracized by the by the group um for something that happened i want to tell you spoilers but then i don't at the same time so because i still want you to watch it um but i mean essentially he was ostracized by the group for a little bit and uh while that happened um his blackouts became even worse and essentially that's when we learn that charlie deals with depression and anxiety and ptsd um i mean there's there <laughs> his ptsd causes him to just you know kind of react i mean you know people with PTSD really have a hard time with their um, aggression and um, so he was having flash flashbacks blackouts um, holding in all those emotions and he's you know what I was saying was he was having like physical outbursts um, he ended up punching a guy out pretty hard um, lots of anxiety I mean just totally what PTSD is um, and obviously as we all know you don't have to get PTSD just from going to war or something it can be from anything traumatic that happened um, so about that time that we learned that he has PTSD and all that is about when in the movie we learned that he was actually um, sexually assaulted by his aunt the same aunt that passed away and because he just kind of it, it just wasn't real for him at first and um 
it wasn't anything that he talked about because he really just it was that trauma that kind of just took over and just made him really push it deep inside and um so when we learn about that aunt um it was learned like i said that he that she sexually assaulted him when i think when he was starting about five and um but i mean this whole time after she died he just was feeling guilty for her dying because in his head especially being so young she was his hero because she he just didn't know that i guess it wasn't normal or that she was seriously hurting him um and it's it's rough to deal with that um i think everybody has those feelings of just PTSD. I don't want to say PTSD because PTSD is very serious, you know, but you see, we all still deal with that drama, not drama, trauma. I don't know why I said drama. Sorry. Uh, we all still with that trauma. And, um, you know, I think we all go through that a lot. Um, but something as serious as sexual assault is very traumatic on not only uh, your body, but also just everything emotionally, everything mentally. Um, people that have gone through that, you know, like sexual assault, um, feel like, you know, <coughs> excuse me, I don't want to say everybody, but probably most, they just deal with that thought of, <coughs> excuse me, of that they're not good enough or that it never even happened you know from from one extreme to another like yeah it happened and it was it must have been something i did it must have been something i did i'm 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 the reason why it happened to me or that it never happened at all and just dig all those feelings inside and but the only thing is is that they always come back up um they do and i think and that is why so many people with ptsd just have anger outbursts and anger um kind of issues um because they just all put it down deep inside because they just don't want to talk about it or they feel like it never even happened when it definitely definitely happened so um that's what charlie was dealing with you know and nobody knew anything they knew that he was, um, he had a lot of anxiety. They knew he was an outcast. Um, at one point, at one point in the movie, um, Sam found out that, um, Charlie's best friend had died by suicide and she was just like, whoa, whoa, that happened. And, you know, she went and told Patrick and then they, I mean, it was, I love that scene. I love that scene where Charlie is just, um, I don't know. I, I've always gotten the feeling that Charlie recognizes that his best friend died by suicide, but he also feels like maybe it's not real because of the fact that he had other trauma that he, 
he didn't feel like was real. So he gets really close um, to Sam and Patrick and their group of friends. I mean, he hangs out with them all the time. Um, but when they go to college, it's just all that stuff comes up, ends up feeling real for him. And he tries to, to uh, commit suicide. And, um, you know, at the end of the movie is, is where that happens. And, you know, they, he goes to a psychiatric hospital and, um, and then his, his friends come home for a little bit and he's like, he's good. He's learning that this happened and what his aunt did to him happened. And he just starts working on it. I mean, he just starts working on it. And that's, is one thing that I really love um, about the movie because it just pretty much everything is very accurate in it. Um, the way that they portray um, a psychiatric hospital was pretty spot on. Um, you know, I've been to two of them myself. And um, I mean, I guess if you've been to any, like, okay, so when I watched the movie, um, I was like, oh, he gets guests in his room. <laughs> but every facility is different. So, I mean, it's pretty accurate. Um, and it, he was there for a while. And it's just really cool how they, how they portrayed that. And, you know, definitely accurately portrayed PTSD because they, they just showed all of it. They showed the flashbacks, the blackouts, bottling up all those emotions, the physical, like, outbursts, uh, the anxiety, just all that stuff. And um, all those flashbacks that made him... I, I can't say it made him remember what his aunt did to him, but it made him in the, I, I guess I can say in the end, it helped him realize what his aunt did. Um, he was very young when that happened. So, you know, as young children and something traumatic happens, sometimes our brains are just so kind of, traumatized by it that it just it, it just puts like a big black deep pit in our memories and uh it's like you know like a mental block so i feel like that may have happened to charlie um and then just all the other trauma just kind of went in and made him and when all the you know they went in when all the emotions came out so did that about his aunt so you know it the i mean the movie is about ptsd it's it's about guilt sexual abuse um suicide even assault um there is some assault in there so um 
physical assault. But it 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 really gives a very positive um, portrayal of the psychiatric hospital. A very I w- I don't want to say positive about the PTSD, but a very accurate um, portrayal of the PTSD and the anxiety and everything. Um, and that that kind of insight can really help um, eliminate any stigma. And there's a lot of stigma, especially around a psychiatric facility. Um, anything to do with mental health, there's always that stigma. And um, but this movie just really helps. And another another thing about it is that you know he gets out of the hospital, and you know Sam and Patrick come back home from college just to visit. Um, and they never once judge them. They joke around with them. Um, but they never once judge them. They really, they really started understanding him when they found out that his best friend died by suicide. They really, and obviously it's unfortunate, but it really helped, um, Charlie get close to these people and who ended up being his best friends. And, you know, I won't even talk about the part <laughs> where Charlie has a huge crush on Sam. It doesn't really have anything to do with uh, the theme that I talk about. So, but um, it's it's a really important movie if you feel like you want to even understand PTSD better. I mean, I know that <clears throat> kind of sounds a little weird, but I mean the the author of this book I don't know how to say his last name I apparently do not know how to say last names but it's uh Stephen and then I'm just gonna spell it because I don't want to make myself sound silly <clears throat> excuse me okay so it's C-H-B-O-S-K-Y so however you say that I don't know how to say that so uh <laughs> um he just really gives such an accurate um portrayal of all that he he wrote the book and then he actually um directed the movie as well so i thought that was pretty cool but um i think the biggest thing about the whole thing is that it's not just this big old mushy ending where everything's okay and charlie is just magically healed and you know Sam is his girlfriend. Like it's it's none of that mushy stuff. It's it's the stuff that is more real and more I don't know down to earth. And I sometimes I don't like mushy endings, especially when it's something that is this serious. But there is no mushy ending here. <laughs> and it's, it's so much. There's so much to be able to talk about. It, it pretty much says that dealing with all that or battling with all this is not an easy heal. It, it's not easy to heal. It's not easy to fix sometimes. It's going to take a lot of work. Um, 
but it's possible. It's possible. And if you go to therapy and there's nothing wrong with going to therapy, then you can start feeling better. And I love that that was just the ending of the movie. Um, that he's okay. He's rejuvenated from being in the hospital. He's visiting with his friends. They go out, have some fun. But if there were a sequel, I'm sure it would show Charlie in therapy and maybe visiting his friends at the college campus or something like that, you know? Um, it's not just this mushy ending, like I said, to where he's just magically healed. Because it just doesn't work like that, unfortunately. I wish it did, but it just doesn't. Um, but, man, I um, definitely 100% recommend this movie. Um, especially if you're into the mental health stuff, you know? Um, like I said, you know, the first four episodes of season two were about books. Um you know, this episode, next week's episode is going to be about movies. Um, from there, I'm probably going to go to music. I don't quite know how I'm going to do that yet because <laughs> I can't play it in the podcast for copyright reasons, but um, I'll figure it out. And it's just, it's so important to have these, these outlets, these positive outlets where it shows you and I would say it was positive because it's accurate not necessarily that it's not hard to watch because it is hard to watch especially if you dealt with any of that stuff but having the outlet to provide insight to people that don't know anything about this stuff can really help educate them and help them to use better better I guess phrases, better words to describe mental health instead of crazy, loony, um, you know, whatever else. And because this is a whole nother episode that I would want to talk about that. So I'm not going to get into it, but you know, people are so much more than their mental illnesses. They're not defined by their mental illness. So and I, I feel that same way about Charlie, too. I know Charlie's a fictional character, but, man, I cheer him on <laughs> every time I watch the movie. And I know the ending. Um, every time I read the book, I know the ending. But it's like um, I cheer him on every time because he has been through a lot. I'd say he's, what, like 15 or 16, maybe, um, at the time of the movie. It's set in the 90s. Um, but he's... Yeah, he's about 15 or 16 in the time of the movie, and he's already been through so much at that age, and yet he really just sticks with it. I mean, he's he's a pretty strong-minded type of person, um, despite his despite his diagnosis, I guess, and. Um, I mean, the fact that it successfully and, like, accurately portrays the kind of diagnosis that he would have, how some of the characters can respond to different situations, I feel like they all respond in a very realistic way and not just in a movie way, you know, because when when Hollywood or whatever you want to call it just takes over 
especially when it deals with mental health. Um, I, I really feel like sometimes they don't try hard enough to not just make the stigma even worse. So it's a great movie though y'all if y'all can if y'all can get through it with with the many different themes and stuff i wrote them down i think i've said them already but i wrote them down as suicide assault ptsd death guilt sexual abuse um i think that's it and i apologize i apologize if that's not all it but i would say if you do want to watch that movie um just just be aware be aware um it's not terrible it's just rough on those that may have dealt with something like that. If you haven't dealt with anything like that, I really think you'll be safe because it's um, it's it's just a great watch and it's a great read. Um, I'll say that about the book too. But I um, like I said, it's on Netflix, so y'all go watch it and then let me know what you think about it. Maybe we'll have a watch party um, somehow. No, my microphone just fell. Sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> gotta love not being a professional, huh? Uh, <laughs> somehow we can have a watch party um, for this movie. It's the Perks of Being a Wallflowers uh, got Logan Lerman, um, Emma Watson, and Ezra Miller, and um, all three of them together just really. They're, they're pretty great together. I think uh, the casting director did a great job with that. Um, man, just everything. I just love about that movie. So, yeah. That's why I wanted to talk about it. It had to do with all, all mental health. Um, so, I hope that I helped y'all to want to watch it. Um, because it's something that is just so important. I think... This movie, even, I believe it came out in 2013, so, you know, by that time, we've had a little education going to where, um, you know, we should portray mental illness in such a way, you know, um, but it's just, it's just portrayed pretty perfectly. Um, there's so much going on in the movie, but it's, I, you know, I, I'm trying not to say the wrong words, but it's just hard to, um, kind of watch that stuff, I guess, if you've gone through it, but it's pretty accurate. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's pretty accurate. That's basically kind of what it looks like. Sometimes it can be worse. Sometimes it can be, even be a little bit better. But I, I urge you to, to watch it just to get some education yourself if you want any. Um, but it's also such a great movie. Um, there's a, a quote from that movie that I really want tattooed on my arm somewhere um, that I've loved ever since I've seen that movie. And it's... Uh, I swear in that moment we were infinite. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But yeah, y'all, it's it's great. Um, and I can't wait for y'all to watch it if y'all haven't watched it. Um, it's 
I'm trying to think if it's anywhere other than Netflix, but I really, really don't know. I know it just showed up on Netflix maybe a couple months ago, so it's in my watch list, even though I own it as well. But that is it, y'all. Um, next week, I will be talking about Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Um, this one's going to be probably a little bit harder to review, just because there's actually, um, if you've seen it, that laughing thing. I've actually never heard of that before, so I'm going to have to do a little research myself, but um, I'm excited because I love researching, and we're going to talk about that movie because it is a great movie. Um, lots of trigger warnings in that one, too, but yeah. But thank y'all for listening. I will talk to y'all next week. I'll talk to y'all on social media, wherever you want to talk. I'm down. Um, yeah, I hope that y'all have a great week, great weekend, uh, whenever you're listening and wherever you're listening. I love y'all so much. Stay kind and take care of yourself. Hey everyone, it's Allie V. Thank you so much for all the support and listening to my podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, please do me a favor and leave the podcast a review. If you would like to be featured in a voice review or become a financial supporter, go to anchor.fm slash btillnesspod. You can also go to my website, writtenbyallyv.com, for more information.